Hacks is back for season three, and so is the official Hacks podcast. In each episode, Hacks creators Lucia Agnello, Paul W. Downs, and Jen Statsky speak with cast and crew members to unpack the Emmy-winning comedy series. You'll hear Hannah Einbinder and Gene Smart speak to their on-screen dynamic, along with stories from the show's writer's room, on-set antics, and creating the world that Deborah and Ava inhabit. Watch Hacks, streaming exclusively on Max, and listen to the official Hacks podcast on Max or wherever you get your podcasts. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Signing up and playing is so easy. Simply sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you can get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more than ever. Place your money line, prop, and parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets. If you don't win your first bet. That's right, up to $1,500. Again, sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus in President Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. That's 1-800-GAMBLER. My simple solution to the problem was remove people from the scene and help them feel safer. In response to attacks against Asian Americans, Maddie Park raised over $250,000 to donate cab rides to the Asian community. There is so much more work to be done. We really need to come together and tackle this issue as a community. Support the Asian community. Learn how at lovehasnolabels.com. Brought to you by Love Has No Labels and the Ad Council. As the number one audio company, iHeartMedia gives you access to all. Every audience, live conversations, trusted influencers, and the insights and data you need to grow. iHeartMedia is your access company. Go to iHeartResults.com for more. You're listening to the Man Thinkers Podcast. A show that forges a new roadmap for the modern man on how to best live life. For the record, we are not Nazis. We're supposed to be here like 30 minutes ago. What happened? I apologize. Normally, I'm very on time. I take time very seriously. You are punctual. Uh, I'll give you I, that. You are a I'm, punctual person. Thank you. Punctual. Mm. I drive a Tesla. I'm very proud of that. I know you do. I'm jealous. But the steering wheel popped off. But it's not It's not the Tesla's fault. I think I might have grabbed it too whoa, whoa, hard whoa, or whoa, something. Whoa, 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 and whoa. Back, so, let's back up for a second. The steering wheel popped off? What are you talking about? Yeah, it just fell off. It happens. You have to remember, when you own a car, yeah. especially one that's a beast that's made by Elon by hand. Beautiful car. Beautiful you know car. that there's going to be problems. So some cars get flat tires, mm-hmm. other cars, you know, transmission dies. Mm-hmm. We don't have that because it's it's electric. Right. This, so sometimes the steering wheel will pop off. And well, that's, okay. yeah. Pop, just the word pop, it's a very specific word. Yeah, like, so, like they so made you, that sound. So you'll just be driving, maybe even taking a turn, and then all of a sudden just happens. What yeah. happens? The wheel just falls into your lap? Yeah, and then you're just going at that point. Wow, that seems and really And so you kind of have to shift your weight around and just, you know, you try to pop it back on. You just take your foot off the gas at that mm-hmm. point. You try to mm-hmm. roll into the nearest divider or pull softly. Softly okay. crash head on is kind of the way you get out of that situation. I just had a quick hospital visit. It's really mm-hmm. no big deal. You go to a good hospital. They're mm-hmm. going to take care of you in about 14, 
18 hours. So that's why yeah. I was a little late. Well, listen, I mean, at the end of the day, you know, as much as I hate to admit it, you are my friend and I'm glad that you are safe. And, uh, you know, I don't need that, but thank you. I, I don't know if you saw hmm. this, but it's been all over the news. Silicon Valley Bank recently went kaput, okay, along with Signature Bank. First Republic Bank is in trouble. I mean, this has been a wow. shit show of epic proportions in the banking system. I mean, over $210 billion of assets collapsed overnight. I can't stand hearing it because, yeah. you know, when a bank fails, I take it personally. I love right. banks so much. I'm, I have posters of banks on my wall because I love banks more than I love people because it's, it's what you want to be. It's what people want to aspire to be is not just Absolutely. be a human, but to be a bank. You know, you look at a bank and you say, that's where that's where it all happens. That has more money than I do. So it's better than me. I don't know what America's coming to, you know, when they say, oh, less banks, you know, more what? What do you want to put in another Whole Foods? You know, get out of here, man. I want <sighs> a bank. Paycheck. I want a bank that's the open Whole four Foods hours a day. Good quality produce. Good quality produce. Well, the produce at Whole Foods is excellent. I will say that. You have the produce that's all, that's aisle. All I'll give him. And also it's run that's by it. Bezos now. And he's made it so much better. He has, but he's a bit of, you know, I respect his billionaireness. I respect his money. I respect what he's, his you know. baldness. The man is bald. He's just one of the best Very examples bald. of a bald guy, you know. And, it's, and you know, bald. when you're, when a big bald walks into a room, it's, you know, talk about big dick energy. I mean. That's it. That that's is what the it, big dick. Exactly. A bald man he's just, just a, looks like a large penis, if we're being honest. A big walking dick. When you're bald, you're a big walking dick. Well, we just need to be very scared mm -hmm. right now because right. that is when you can make the best financial decisions. Right. It's a fight or flight situation. It just shocks me yeah. that there are people who think they go to the bank to get mm -hmm. money and mm -hmm. that there's going to be money there. Why do you think You know, that? that's just not how it works, guys. Guys, you give your money to the bank and then they go do things with it. It is now the bank's money. It is not your money anymore. It's gone. It's gone, It's not guys. your money. Say la vie. Don't expect to get it back. When people realize this, there might be a huge run on all the banks. Absolutely. Banks should be in a constant state of being bailed out. I think we should think of banks like a teenager who receives allowance every week or every month. I like this. To kind of shore up some of these holes to make the public continue to think that you actually are solvent and have money when the reality is you don't have shit. Did you have your personal checking in SVB? It's, a, it's, a, it's known for kind of tech entrepreneurs and whatnot. That doesn't seem like you're- I didn't have my money there. And my, okay. my money's sort of tied up in some good good um, investments mm. right now. Mm. Mancoin, of course, sure. which is, Mancoin, is really, which is in a bear market. It's in it's a bear good, market, though, but that's the bear, time. You need a bear to get a bull. Two bears make a bull. That's, that's what, what we they always you know, say. You need a female bear and a male bear, and that'll make you a bull. And they will birth a bull. And you know, I have an extensive Beanie Babies collection. and that, that You do? That How's that going? going? You kind of went down the Beanie Babies rabbit hole on eBay, correct? I did. And I and uh, you know what? You can't make money without spending, you know, six hundred, seven hundred thousand dollars on Beanie Babies. Wow. And that's so how hopefully, much you put into it? That's a lot of money, Dan. Well, because I'm going to make a lot of money. So you don't actually have any cash deposits anywhere. You just have a house full of Beanie Babies and, and a digital wallet full of man coin, essentially. Sure. It's not technically a house. It is, um, it's a structure um, that I'm mm. in right now. And, oh, okay. uh, you know, it's, situation? it's a little bit. Okay. Yeah. Um, squatting. I mean, barely squatting. I'm allowed mm. here. It's mm. it's fine. Everything's going to go great. It's going according to plan. Okay. You got to spend money to make money. And That's I'm, true. I'm doing just that. It's like, you know, Biden, uh, Sleepy Joe, go. bail out the banks now. Stop freaking we trying need to the bail banks. out student debt. Like, oh, yeah, we're going to give all this money to the student, uh, to our students, but not our fucking big bankers. Like, what's wrong with you? When give has it the a student hat. ever done anything? Literally, their job is to take information from someone else. They're just takers. I mean, the whole thing's absurd. These children took out loans when they were basically adults, 16, 17 years old. I mean, they're basically adults. Yeah. They can't vote or smoke they're cigarettes basically yet. an adult. Why do I have to bail you out right. when you knew the loan? Again, you were 16, 17 years old, and someone said, just sign this, and this is how you get to take classes, and your education is going to pay for a good career, and that didn't pan out because they right. should have known. College is so stupid, it and is no one should go. It is absolutely 
pointless. So pointless, you know? It's so pointless. And uh, what, they go to learn some liberal arts nonsense. They're sitting around eating, what, avocado toast, spending all their money on lattes. Like, shut up. I mean, those are... Have you ever had some of the avocado toast? I love avocado, and I really like toast. So to me, when you combine the two, that's the ultimate dish. It's almost like refreshing. Right. In a way, very flavorful, but it's light. Lattes are fantastic. And the little things they put on the top of the milk with like a leaf or something. It's like, how do they do that? Those baristas. It's really impressive. They're they're talented people. And these people, they it's a, such a shame they have no money. But they because no they money. took out some stupid loan. And, that's and I should not be the person to have to say, hey, okay, you messed up. But in regards to the banks, they did mess up. Right. But we should we we should bail them out. Right. Because... Wait, wait, wait. So who do we who do we hate here? So we okay, so we're wait, we're saying sorry. I'm just kind of I'm getting tripped up on the logic. So Me too. So we you think we should we okay, we want to bail out the banks, but we don't want to bail out yes. our, our youth. Is that what we're saying? Well, just Students don't say youth because I think that okay. I think we don't we don't like students because they're stupid. You know they do like protests and stuff where banks right. don't protest. Bail out our corporations. Don't bail out our youth or our students, as you said. Students, yeah. yes, because students. that's socialism. Because exactly. it's people. But bailing exactly. out banks, they're not people. Exactly, it's a corporation. And that's good. That's how it's, ca- it's capitalism. When you bail out a corporation, that's capitalism. When you bail out a person, yes. that's socialism. <laughs> I think you know we're, we we made a really good case here that we banks. Have. Need to be bailed out. A perpetual payment fund for all banks. UBI, universal bank income. That's really smart, That's a Dan. genius idea. Have you heard about this? It reminds me that there's this mm. thing that people want to be paid mm. every month for doing nothing. Oh, you mean universal basic income? Yes. Yeah, yeah. That's a good, because the bank idea is great. Why promote laziness? I just, you got to give people a purpose and the purpose in life is to make money. Make as much money as possible and then you die. And that's how life is. And I hope you're putting some of that money into a bank to keep those healthy. And, you know, thinkers, we have an excellent show for you today. And we have a guest who knows a thing or two about law. And maybe he can help us instill this type of policy into our banking system. Mr. Alan Dershowitz is here. You know him. He's a famed lawyer. He represented Trump during the impeachment trials. He's represented uh, Mike Tyson for a rape charge. I mean, this guy has protected a lot of good guys. For a murder charge. And this guy's a thinker and also a talker. Thinkers, okay? We're going to let this interview is a little bit longer because he just goes off. And it's really interesting. a lot to think about. And I got to say, you know, it was really impressive to listen to and watch such an old bag of bones just go a mile a minute. He could still go. So stick around for that interview. It's coming up shortly after, of course, a word from our sponsors. And guys, just get ready for these sponsors because some of these are actually quite really good. Hacks is back for season three, and so is the official Hacks podcast. In each episode, Hacks creators Lucia Agnello, Paul W. Downs, and Jen Stadsky speak with cast and crew members to unpack the Emmy-winning comedy series. You'll hear Hannah Einbinder and Jean Smart speak to their on-screen dynamic, along with Hacks writer and actor Pat Regan, on how their improv experience helped them when shooting scenes and what it was like writing scripts for specific actors. You'll also hear from crew members like the costume designers on what it was like creating the world that Deborah and Ava inhabit. Hear stories from the show's writer's room, on-set antics, and more. Watch Hacks streaming exclusively on Max and listen to the official Hacks podcast on Max or wherever you get your podcasts. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Signing up and playing is so easy. Simply sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you can get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more than ever. Place your money line, prop, and parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets. 
you don't win your first bet. That's right, up to $1,500. Again, sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus in President, Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. That's 1-800-GAMBLER. Bring a little optimism into your life with The Bright Side, a new kind of daily podcast from Hello Sunshine, hosted by me, Danielle Robay, And me, Simone Boyce. Every weekday, we're bringing you conversations about culture, the latest trends, inspiration, and so much more. Thank you for taking the light, and you're going to shine it all over the world, and it makes me really happy. I never imagined that I would get the chance to carry this honor and help be a part of this legacy. Listen to The Bright Side on America's number one podcast network, iHeart. Open your free iHeart app and search The Bright Side. Check the backseat. Check the backseat. All right, come here. Check the back seat. Gets in your head, right? Good. Because every year, dozens of children are forgotten in the backseat of a car by a parent or caregiver. All never thought it could happen to them. But with changes in routines, distractions, or a sleeping child, it can happen to anyone. Parked cars get hot fast and can be deadly. So get it in your head. Check the back seat. A message from NHTSA and the Ad Council. And just so you know, uh, Mr. Dershowitz will do uh, some intro stuff beforehand, like without you here. But right now I'm going to introduce you and we'll just get right into it. Okay, just call me Alan, not Mr. Okay. Sorry, I got scared. Okay. Our next guest is the most notable criminal lawyer in the entire world. He has represented the likes of Jeffrey Epstein, Harvey Weinstein, Julian Assange, and most notably, former President Donald Trump. His new book, Get Trump, The Threat to Civil Liberties Due Process and Our Constitutional Rule of Law is available now. Please welcome. Welcome, the very distinguished Alan Dershowitz. Alan, thank you so much for being on Man Thinkers. Oh, it's my pleasure to be on. Um, I think of myself as not only a man thinker, but on a good day, I think like a woman too. So, uh, Oh, interesting. We would typically not encourage you to do that. The women in my life think a lot better than the men in my life. So oh, that's I'm, interesting. That I makes sense. Dan, Dan doesn't have a lot of women in his life, Alan. So that's mm. probably why he thinks that. But you and I, you know, we know some great women. Obviously, Dan, not as much, but. Uh, I think Alan and I are on the same page, Dan. You're a little left out here. That's all right. Alan, you have a new book entitled Get Trump. Nobody reads books anymore because they're all being banned for good reason, too. I mean, we got to get rid of some of these books. They're bad for society. So why should people read your book? Well, they shouldn't. If they want to get Trump and want to violate the Constitution in order to do so. So many people do. Yeah. The only people who should read my book are people who care more about civil liberties and constitutional law than they do about politics. Look, I'm not a Trump supporter. I maintain I have a constitutional right to vote against him for the third time. I voted against him in 16, I voted against him in 20, and I want to vote against him in 24. But I don't want some bureaucrat or some DA in New York to decide that the American public shouldn't have the right to vote for him. So the book Get Trump is all about how we should get Trump through legitimate means of not electing him to office, but don't distort the Constitution and the process, because today it's Trump, and tomorrow it's going to be some Democrat. Alan, when you were representing him, did he ever bring up the fact that you didn't vote for him? Was he annoyed by 
that? Like every five minutes. Mm. The two issues that came up more than any other in my conversations were, Alan, why don't you vote for me? And Alan, why don't your people vote for me? And I keep saying, I don't have any people. No, no, no. I mean the Jews. I was the best president ever for Jews. I was the best president ever for Israel. And I would say, Mr. President, that may be correct, but Jews are not a single group. We vote on the right to choose, on gay rights, on uh, a range, environment, the climate, a range of issues. So, you know, no, my people are not going to vote for you as long as you take views that are incompatible with the views of my people. You know, you've said you've defended some of the worst people in the world. Just terrible, terrible, just scum of the earth. Let me ask you this. Having been around so many scummy people, and again, as as their lawyer, not hanging out socially, what is, is there a, is there a thread there in terms of similarities between this scumbag and that scumbag? Is there one personality trait that you've noticed in some of your clients they all possess? A few. Uh, first of all, a lot of my clients did things to get more of what they have unlimited amounts of and giving up what they have limited amounts of. For example, uh, Mike Tyson. Mm -hmm. um, went to jail for having sex with somebody. I didn't think he raped her myself. I think he was uh, Were you set there? up. But in any oh, event- he was set up. I get it. Sorry. I thought I thought you had seen it. And what did he get for having sex with one additional person? He ended up losing his youth, spending, you know, two years or so in jail at a time when he could have been world champion. I've seen that trait among a lot of my clients. They give up what they have limited amounts of life. So that's one trait. The other trait is narcissism. They're too good to get caught. Oh, come on. Nobody will ever catch me. I've been doing this all my life. I've been getting away with it. What makes you think they're going to catch me this time? Well, the answer is, if they hadn't caught you this time, you wouldn't be with me. I only get to represent people who they caught. So That's people true. are very egotistical and think they can get away with anything. Yeah, yeah. I, I work. Carolyn, Carolyn. Sorry, somebody came into the house and was just making an incredible amount of noise. So let's just oh, someone right. walking into your house. Is that an intruder? No, they knocked on the door. My wife answered. Oh, okay. Alan, where'd you get those shorts? Those were cool. Oh my God, you weren't supposed to see that. Oh uh, no. What I do on when I'm on television, when I'm away in Miami Beach, Florida, I wear shorts and then I, you know, disguise myself by wearing a nice jacket and sure, a tie. Sure. Uh, you know, smart, you can still go smart. out like that. Business up top, party down low. Mm -hmm. Alan, let me ask you this. During the, the Trump defense trial, how many times did you use the phrase, that's not illegal? legal. It's just very bad. Many times. Uh, mm. And I've used that hundreds of times in my life because as a criminal defense lawyer, mostly I represent people who did bad things. And my job is to prove that they didn't cross the line from bad to unlawful. In, their, in your new book, you state that a president or a former president is not above the law, but neither should he or she be below the law. I, I thought that was a really interesting quote. What did you mean by below the law? Is that, you know, how we treat poor people or migrants? Are they people that you would consider below the law? What I mean is what's going on literally right now with the district attorney of New York trying to indict Donald Trump for a made-up crime. If you target people, if you say, I'm getting after Trump, I'm going to find some law that gets him, that's below the law. That's not what should happen. It started with Al Capone. They couldn't get Al Capone for murdering dozens and dozens of people, so they got him on income tax violation. And, you know, Stalin and Beria, the head of the KGB, had an interesting conversation back in the 30s. And Beria said, I remember. Colin, show me the man and I'll find you the crime. And that's not mm. what we want America to turn into, where people are targeted. It's interesting. The Bible gives two instructions to judges. One, don't take bribes. That's easy. But that's the second one. The first one is lo takir panim, do not recognize faces. So that's what the blindfold over the justice statute represents. Don't do justice based on who people are, but based on what they've done. I would say if I was, you know, I and I was a lawyer, but when I met a client, first thing I say, you're guilty, you make me sick. And I think that 
that is a good way to get on. Just on let the them level. know what they're working with. You know, you make me sick. You're trash. So I meet Mike Tyson, and he says to me in front of all of his handlers, Don King and everybody, he says to me, "So do you think I'm innocent?" I said, "Mike, I have no idea. I didn't read the transcript. I wasn't at the trial. I would just be pandering to you if I said you're innocent. I'll look at the transcript and I'll make the best argument I can." He said, "All right, enough of that legal stuff. What what do you think of me as a person?" And I said, "Mike, look me in the eye." He looked me in the eye, and I said, "Mike, you're a schmuck." He looked at me. Oh my God, his handlers almost hit me. What do you mean I'm a schmuck? I said, you went up to a hotel room at three o'clock in the morning with a woman you didn't know and without any witnesses, and you allowed yourself to be falsely convicted. You're a schmuck. And then he turned That's to- That's a schmuck move. And he said, you know, Ellen has called me a schmuck. I wish you folks had called me a schmuck before I went up to that room. Maybe I wouldn't be here. I mean, so Alan, is it safe to say to our listeners out there, just don't go to a hotel room with some woman you don't know well at three in the morning. I don't care what the context is, and I don't care if she's a fox. Don't go in that door. Absolutely right. Absolutely right. And uh, here, I'll take your call and I'll tell you what to do and what not to do. And if you want to go into that room, uh, have a couple of witnesses, video camera. Now right. we're talking. Um, but don't do what Mike Tyson did. Make well, it an you know, orgy. Alan, and that way, no one can claim something happened that didn't happen because there's many people there. So you say, listen, miss, I think you're very beautiful. I'd love to enter that door with you. But you got to call some of your friends first because we are not going to do this one-on-one. -on -one. We got to exactly. get a nice setup going and make a movie. But is that a lesson, Alan, for our thinkers and our listeners out there is just like, listen, look somebody in the eye, call them a schmuck. They will respect you for it. Well, mm -hmm. uh, they, they will sometimes respect you for it and they will sometimes punch you in the mouth for it. Many punches, mostly they have been verbal punches. The defending President Trump, I lost all my old friends on Martha's Vineyard. Larry David said I was a disgusting person. That's good though, right? That's So he's just kind of putting it out there, you know, kind of like what we were saying of, hey, you meet your client, you say, you make me sick. So Larry's just kind of following that. Said I make him sick, even though he came to my house for dinner many times, worked out in my gym, helped. Oh, wow. Help his daughter get into college. But once I saw. Well, he's kind of a uh, coastal elite. Yeah. You know, he's a sicko. We mentioned you and Larry have worked out together. What kind of routines do you guys do together? Are we doing bench press, squat, full body? What, what are we talking here? I used to be his big advisor on things Jewish. Oh, here's a good one. Uh, I'm in the house. This is a name dropper. I'm in the House of Lords about to make a speech. The House of Lords. I get a phone call from Larry on my cell phone. Alan, I need you for a minute. It's really, I've said I'm in the House of Lords. No, no, no. Just take a second. Take a second. Is it worse to call somebody, and then they use the male term for a penis or the female term for a vagina? What's worse? Cunt. Sorry, I can't even say those words. I'm in the House of Lords. No, no, no. I need you because I have a bit. And somebody called somebody a C and somebody called somebody a D. What's worse? I said, all right, you need a ruling here. The C is worse than the D. So I gave him a C is worse than always. the D. Wow, that's, a little advice. True. And there I mean, was you know, a famous yeah. episode with a, where he accidentally called someone a cunt. Yeah, when, uh, the ants. Uh, he, yes, beloved cunt. Yeah, there was a typo. Fantastic episode. I love the show. I mean, it's great. And God, it would kill me if he didn't like me anymore. Woo -hoo. Politics at this point. So. Ugh, that's right, such a shame. That's true. But so we, I think we can all agree that on your ruling there, Alan, that, you know, cunts are always worse than dicks. Let's just be honest about that yes. in every facet, in every context. Yes, this Absolutely. is man thinkers, not cunt thinkers. We know what mm -hmm. the body men often think with. So Exactly. And many of your that's clients true. have done that. Yes. The lawyers have to learn a great many things. When I represent yeah. uh, people, I didn't, you know, when I represented Julian Assange, I didn't know anything about computer technology or how drop boxes work or anything. You learn it, you argue your case, and then then you quickly forget it. That's that seems a little worrisome to defend someone who's so steeped in technology to say, hey, I don't know, yeah. uh, I don't know what to think about this. True, but hey, what can you do? 
You know, Julian uh, Assange, that, since you've spent so much time with him one-on-one, I, let me ask you this, because, you know, he kind of dated Pamela Anderson for a while, which really blew oh. me away, because I thought she is way out of his league. So what is it about Julian that do you think, yeah, did Alan, you get that sense? attracted such a fox? Well, no, first of all, I think a lot of men date people who are out of their league. I married a woman mm. way, way, way out of my league. And Respect. Was she like Pam, Pamela Anderson? They don't uh, look to necessarily the shape of your you know, nose or your ears, they look at... Uh, oh, I thought you were going to say penis. When I was growing up... Yeah, me too. Uh, an initial term that the girls in my neighborhood, that you had to be a gap. If they wanted a date, mm. had to be a gap. And if okay. you weren't a gap, they wouldn't date you no matter how good you look, or they would date you no matter how bad you look. You had to be a gap. What is a gap? Good earning potential. And mm. and if you have good earning potential, you'll get the girl. If you don't, you... That's what, what I was say. Your women, all, women just like money. That's all they're about is Ultimately. cash and clout. And if you're not one of those guys pulling it in. You got no shot. You could be an ugly troll, but if you got yep. Gip. Yep, yep. I remember once walking down yep, for Gip. a friend of mine who was not the most attractive guy in the world. Well, he was ugly, let's just say it, yeah. And he was with a beautiful, beautiful woman. And mm. he on the street said, I bet you this guy has an airplane. And of course he did. Hacks is back for season three, and so is the official Hacks podcast. In each episode, Hacks creators Lucia and Yellow, Paul W. Downs, and Jen Statsky speak with cast and crew members to unpack the Emmy-winning comedy series. You'll hear Hannah Einbinder and Gene Smart speak to their on-screen dynamic, along with Hacks writer and actor Pat Regan, on how their improv experience helped them when shooting scenes and what it was like writing scripts for specific actors. You'll also hear from crew members like the costume designers on what it was like creating the world that Deborah and Ava inhabit. Hear stories from the show's writer's room, on-set antics, and more. Watch Hacks streaming exclusively on Max and listen to the official Hacks podcast on Max or wherever you get your podcasts. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Signing up and playing is so easy. Simply sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you can get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more than ever. Place your money line, prop, and parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets. If you don't win your first bet, that's right, up to $1,500. Again, sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus in President, Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. That's 1-800-GAMBLER. Bring a little optimism into your life with The Bright Side, a new kind of daily podcast from Hello Sunshine, hosted by me, Danielle Robay, and me, Simone Boyce. Every weekday, we're bringing you conversations about culture, the latest trends, inspiration, and so much more. Thank you for taking the light, and you're going to shine it all over the world, and it makes me really happy. I never imagined that I would get the chance to carry this honor and help be a part of this legacy. Listen to The Bright Side on America's number one podcast network, iHeart. Open your free iHeart app and search The Bright Side. My simple solution to the problem was remove people from the scene and help them feel safer. In response to attacks against Asian Americans, Maddie Park raised over $250,000 to donate cab rides to the Asian community. There is so much more work to be done. We really need to come together and tackle this issue as a community. Support the Asian community. Learn how at lovehasnolabels.com. Brought to you by Love Has No Labels and the Ad Council.
for this next question, I just want to state, I hate libraries. You know, they're dirty socialist institutions. They're disgusting. But your local library in Martha's Vineyard has not invited you to speak there. And so you're suing them. Can you tell us about this? Yeah, I used to speak every year. I was the most popular speaker. This is a relatively small of course. room. They would fill it up. They would have people outside. Talk about get. The day I defended Donald Trump, suddenly, first thing, mm. we couldn't invite you because you're too popular and the and we can't deal with the crowd. So I said, well, just put limits, say the first 50 people. No, no. And they made every excuse and they banned me and I threatened to sue them because they're a taxpayer library. That's my money. Yeah, imagine if a library in the South said we're only going to have speakers who are pro-life, no pro-choice speakers, or only going to have oh white God. speakers, no African-American speakers. Right. Little did this library know, right, that you speaking there every year was so important to your ego, right? Like they didn't know that and they walked into the lion's den because as soon as they didn't invite you, you said, listen, yeah. I'm the best lawyer in the world. I would have gotten Jesus Christ off. I'm suing your ass. So who do you think they're going to get to defend their side of the case if it ends up going to trial? Oh, they have lawyers, mostly liberals who would never defend them if they were banning liberals and only, but you know, I'm a liberal. What people forget about right. is I'm, you know, one of the mo more liberal people on Martha's Vineyard, but I'm not a radical. I'm very much anti-woke, anti-radical, anti-hard left, woke, civil libertarian. And that's who I have been all my life. And we're, we're anti-woke well, but I think to the thinkers out there and the listeners, it would be nice for someone from a legal perspective, like why is the woke mob so dangerous to American society in your, in your mind, Alan? They're much more dangerous than McCarthyism ever was because McCarthyism, mm. think of the I got it. old oh. people reflecting past values, but woke is the thing of the future. Uh, young Do you want to get that call? Or? And, yeah, you can feel um, free to. People who are uh, professors support it. And so it tells us what the world is going to look like 20, 30, 40, 50 years from now. That's why it's so dangerous. And what Absolutely. does that world look like? It looks like Brave New World. It looks like 1984. Mm. Big Brother, in this case, and Big Sister are people of the left. And uh, shouldn't surprise anybody. The hard left has always been censorial. Stalin censored Cuba, you know, Castro censored. So the hard left has never had time tolerance for free speech. So why be surprised? And do you, where do you see this all going, Alan? Do you think that wokeism will gain in popularity and strength over time, or do you think it will recede? I think it will gain in strength at universities. I do think that if the Republicans were to put up a reasonable, moderate, centrist, conservative, anti-woke candidate, they could win the next election. Uh, they're not going to win with Trump, and they're not going to win with somebody who's an extremist. You know, the other problem we have is we're killing meritocracy in America. America. People want to pick people based on merit. Oh, of course you do. When when you pick your surgeon, you're not looking for diversity. You're not looking for inclusion. You're looking for the best damn surgeon you can get. You know, it's interesting. My wife and I are big music fans. We go a lot to symphony orchestras and the opera. And we noticed that the number of overt minorities, obvious minorities in orchestras is very, very small. And it's too bad. It means a lot of these kids don't get a chance to really play music. But orchestras pick their players behind the screen. They're not allowed to recognize faces. They can only recognize musical talent. And, you know, that's the way it should be in medical school. That's the way it should be in pilot school, in engineering school, maybe not in podcast school. Yeah, I, we, Dan and I should probably agree. lose our jobs. Yeah. Oh, but, but we, but totally me. respect. I mean, I, I've, and I've recommended that George lose his yeah. job. I've well, I've tried to get Dan to fired many times. And honestly, I'm the one that actually- and I'll do it again after you this to interview keep your job so be because they wanted to let you go but anyway it's a Alan, great time to actually fire you yeah 
Alan, okay. what do you think about Ron DeSantis? You know, you mentioned the conservatives running an anti-woke candidate, which DeSantis has a pretty anti-woke platform. What do you think? This is name dropping, but uh, my wife and I, please, nice. with him and his wife and one other <sighs> in Florida, in Miami. So cool. And both my wife and I, my wife is slightly to the left of me. We both liked the DeSantis people as a couple. They talked about education and climate and environment. We liked them. We came away saying, wow, this is a this is a comer. And then he decided he was going to try to become the next Trump. And he moved to extremes. He became a different person when it became obvious that he could become the next Trump. I think there's a good chance he will be the candidate for the Republican Party, and he'll do a very good job. I think that he has a good chance of beating Biden if Biden runs. I don't think Biden's going to run, by the way, unless Trump runs. I think Biden is happy to be a one-term president, but he feels a responsibility if Trump wants because he knows he can beat Trump. Al, we, we've talked a lot about people you've represented, but now you have had had some legal issues oh, yourself. Legal. But I wanted You're to- kidding? Con- I've been doing nothing but the defending myself for the last eight years, finally. It's yes. And so you were recently exonerated on charges from uh, that, whatever, Virginia Guffrey or whatever. And I just wanted to say congrats on that. That's amazing. I, I was curious, did you celebrate? Did you throw a big party? Maybe did you get a little massage or something <laughs> to, th- you know, rub it in her face? I, I'm not a massage type guy, but we didn't, right? Ah. Because eight years of uh, turmoil, this is not a person I ever met, never heard of. I'm not a flirt. I never touched any woman other than my wife during the relevant time period. And the reason that I uh, I ended up the way I did was because I had nothing to hide. I've never had sex with anybody other than my wife during the relevant time period. I've never, ever done anything wrong. So I could fight back. Others who were accused couldn't fight back. Prince Andrew had to settle. I like that. Was, you say during the relevant time period. I like that. as a little sneaky, uh, I feel like, good law speak in there. What was the law speak? During relevant the relevant time period. time period. You can ask me, you know, whether I had sex when I was, you know, unmarried, 25. Not relevant. 50 years ago. I'm not going to get into that. But I'm happy to have all of my records revealed. Let me, let me, all right, let me put it this way. Never had sex with anybody related to Jeffrey Epstein. Never had sex in any way that was inappropriate. So I can be very careful. Only appropriate sex. Legal well, you know, what do you right. think is going on? You know, you're getting canceled, say, by the library yeah, near yeah. you. There's this whole woke mob after you. Do you think it's because you were invited to these parties with kids there? You know, are they just jealous of those parties? No, I wasn't invited to any of those parties. The only time I was ever on Epstein's Island was when he first bought the island. He invited me and my wife and my daughter and nobody was on the island except us. And um, so I never went to a party on the island. I never went to the island when it was the notorious island. I hope that Epstein, I hope that he videotaped every moment of his life so that people could see I didn't do anything wrong. It seems that that's your recommendation for a lot of things. Like, look, if you're going to have sex in a hotel, you're going to have sex on islands. Get some cameras in there. film everything. Everything should be a live podcast. Sure. Your whole life. Other than Big Brother, yeah. That's probably the best sure. you can have. Well, Alan, let, you, you knew Epstein personally, so I got to ask you, I know you don't know the answer to this question, but do you think he took his own life, yes or no? I do. I think that he was a man who loved luxury, and um, the idea of spending the rest of his life in a jail cell was probably something he couldn't accept. So I think he probably did, but I think he was helped. I think that somebody paid off the guards to turn off the video and to take his roommate out, making it possible for him to kill himself. But I do think he probably killed himself. 
But, you know, there are now four or five cases of people who have committed suicide based on being accused in the Me Too movement. That's why it's so important for the prosecutors to go after those who make false accusations. Any lawyer who encouraged uh, a woman to make a false accusation, any woman who made a false accusation should be prosecuted and imprisoned. Absolutely. I've always said this to you, Dan, is you might want to mm-hmm. consider maybe, myself? maybe, because then that would be the ultimate defense in court is like, hey, this guy killed himself. Like, clearly he's innocent. You guys drove him crazy, and then he jumped off a ledge. You know what I mean? I mean and what just do, to what do you feel, think about Alan, that, and I'm, I've been accused of sexual harassment by a number Many of women. Times. But, Many people yeah. take that as an admission of guilt rather than innocence. So I really? Strong. Oh, interesting. And if you're innocent, fight back. You okay. know, call me. Call another good lawyer. Fight back. Always. Well, you know, you've written a number of books. You've also you've written a number of op-eds. One of those was about That's lowering right. the age of consent to 15. And I thought that was just such a smart idea, because then you have all these 15-year-olds who could smoke and drink and have and, you know, just have they, Exactly. And they would be a fan of well, yours. And now you've got all these people who might buy your books or, hey, vote for you if you ran for something. Is that why you did it? To get No, fans? I did it, you know, 25, 30 years ago. And it was uh, a feminist position. The argument being made back mm. then was that the age of consent for sex should be the same as the age of consent for having an abortion. And many feminists presented that point of view, as did I. The age of consent in Europe is much lower. In Canada, it is much lower. The United States had the highest age of consent. And what I don't like is a situation where many, many people are committing crimes and a lot of 17 and 16 year olds are having sex and prosecutors then have the discretion. Most of the cases in the South were cases where black men, 18, 19, were having sex with 17 year old white women, white girls, and they were the ones who were being prosecuted. So that was the reason that op-ed. I wrote it well before I ever met Jeffrey Epstein. So I wrote it as part of my academic career and I stand by it. It was the right thing then. It's the right thing now. You know, and I think about how 15-year-olds, if the age of consent was lowered, if they were adults, they could be contributing to the economy. They're working full-time jobs now. Then they'd really want a party. Then you can get a heck of a massage on, you know, a party island. That, that would be a great, well, a great time. Well, I never had a massage on an island. I uh... Sorry, I'm starting to mix up some of these notes. Well, that's just perfect for the man thinkers, you know, because you're thinking and you want to get it out there. And this is the podcast for letting men get well, their I'm ideas glad. out. Absolutely. ...to get my idea is out and want to read my Absolutely. book, uh, Getting uh, Get Trump. Um, I would appreciate Almost um, messed up the title. There. I'd be interested in hearing your views if you want to write to me because I love hearing from my readers. Where can they reach you? Well, I'm just my email, um, uh, dirsch at law.harvard.edu, and send me your number. I might call you back. Who knows? Who Perfect. knows? You might get a call in the middle of the night from Alan Dershowitz. Say, don't go into that hotel room. Just you don't go, go to in. sleep at 10 o'clock usually. Well, Alan, thank you so much for being on Man Thinkers. We really appreciate your time. and I enjoyed uh, your questions and your quips and your uh, responses and keep doing good things. That was fantastic. I mean, I mean we got and Dan, all the for legal you, a real hero. A real hero. A, a true hero, a personal yeah. hero of mine um, uh, because he's incredibly Jewish and yes. incredibly successful. Yes. He is a true gap. A lot of earning potential there, a lot of thinking potential. Here's what I learned. Gray area. Keep it in the gray area. They can't prove that you're guilty of anything. I'm wondering already how you can apply the gray area defense to your sexual harassment case. What I did wasn't illegal. Maybe not so great, but it wasn't illegal in the relevant time period. And that's just- And, and, And I shouldn't have to defend myself against these cunts. Well, the last part's tough. I think calling the women cunts in a court of law would be a, not a great look. Uh, but Alan was saying it's, it works. 
Um, is that what he said? I don't think that's what he said. Something like that. No, I think he said Something that. Like, I'll have to, we'll listen back. I love, I love that he's going after that library too. You know, such a small little Good. nothing, but he said, fuck you. And he's just coming down hard. Exactly, I can. And also, let's just be honest. Libraries are basically just homes for the homeless. I mean, homeless people just exactly. go there all day and they masturbate to porn on library computers. It's a joke. Every other country is laughing at us for mm-hmm. our library system. I mean, libraries are essentially just masturbation hubs. Homeless masturbation. Hubs. He was a charming guy. You know what I loved about him too? He was willing, first of all, he's willing to call his friend ugly. He was like, I was walking down the street one day with my like ugly that. ass friend. I love I love that about him. He just shoot freak straight face. shooter. Just like he was this guy was a freak nasty boy. And if you're saying, hey, young girls should be able to make decisions for themselves, regardless of who's having sex with them, it's feminism. And also I'd like to say this, because this is where you see the woke mob, right? If uh one of our feminist guests came up with that idea, everyone would say, Oh, that's a great idea. But because an old bag of bones, ugly gap like Alan. Dershowitz says it, all of a sudden it's disgusting and shame on him. No, that's They're just still jealous. feminism. They're just jealous. They're jealous of that old ugly Gep and his cool shorts. Great shorts, my God. I Did he tell us where I he got I gotta ask them? him where he got him. I'm guessing Target. He didn't, but we have his email address so we could just hit him up. Suit and tie on the top and Target shorts on the bottom. Fucking cool. I agree. <laughs> Five stars for the episode. Tell your friends about Man Thinkers. Get the thoughts out there. Start thinking out loud. Support the podcast. uh, Buy our supplements. Follow us on socials. And as always, thinkers, keep thinking. Without the ones like you who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you. With professional-grade industrial supplies, count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. My simple solution to the problem was remove people from the scene and help them feel safer. In response to attacks against Asian Americans, Maddie Park raised over $250,000 to donate cab rides to the Asian community. There is so much more work to be done. We really need to come together and tackle this issue as a community. Support the Asian community. Learn how at lovehasnolabels.com. Brought to you by Love Has No Labels and the Ad Council. Imagine you ask two people the same seven questions. I'm Minnie Driver, and this was the idea I set out to explore in my podcast, Mini Questions. This year, we bring a whole new group of guests to answer the same seven questions, including Courtney Cox, Rob Delaney, Liz Fair, and many, many more. Join me on season three of Mini Questions on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your favorite podcasts. Seven questions, limitless answers. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.